to Beyond the Ring, a podcast that covers all things in the stock show industry from the informative to the insane, starring Ryan Rash. All of my best ideas involve gel time. And Dale Hummel. Let's make it an even playing field. Now on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Ring. This is Dale Hummel with co-star Ryan Rash. Hello, hello, hello. Listeners, today's current events is going to be interesting, I promise. No, it's not going to be interesting because I am going to sum this up real quick and we're going to be done. (laughs) The world is a dumpster fire. (laughs) That's it. It's worse than that. Worse than that. Where where do we even start? We got to try to condense because it's going to get too long. Well, I I, I want to bring up something that we we already had a pre-current events before we started recording people. Y'all don't understand. We we, we went in depth in some things, but we're going to try not bore you. We should have just pushed the record button. (laughs) No, because then you would have been very unhappy. Uh, I think the most entertaining thing that has happened in a long time is the House Intel Committee meeting right now with Merrick Garland, and he can't answer shit. Like, refuses to answer? No, he can't. Like, he just stumbles on it. It is highly entertaining. They are roasting him. I'm very disappointed what, that I... What, what are they drilling him on? Over who put Weiss in, whether Weiss had authority, all this other stuff. You name it, and he he's he's not handling it well at all. So they're attacking from several directions. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, how they do this, one Republican gets going, and then a Democrat and all this other stuff. And so the Democrats aren't even saving him. They, they're they like, I mean, they're trying to, don't get me wrong, but like, they're like, we would like to put in this evidence article, whatever, that states that Mr. Garland, Attorney General Garland said this on March 13th of 2020, you know, all this other stuff. They've already brought out, and they have, whether he said that or not, it has been proven false. Yeah, it's it's highly entertaining. Well, I, I have something I want to get out there, because if I don't, we're going to run long, and it won't go in there. And you're I have pregnant alien. I know that you're pregnant. <laughs> yes. I have to apologize to many of our listeners that have, have messaged me why I was not covering anything on the UFO evidence that we're hearing more about Mexico. He was trying to steal the pregnant alien body to bring them back to life. That's why. Okay. I've explained this to Ryan, and he, he refuses to listen. So my, my theory is when, when we have evidence coming out in Mexico, we have evidence coming out in other countries. We have the Pentagon that has a website now basically dedicated to UAPs or UFOs, whatever you ever want to call them. You have NASA forming a committee to continue to further research. You have a lot of things going on. You have our military coming out with footage and data, obviously. There's only one reason this would be happening. And, and it is my belief that there is a fear that if we were to come out and the governments across the world or the planet would come out and say tomorrow, UFOs are real. This is something we're concerned about. We're looking into it. Their fear is panic, which I understand that. So if we implement a plan across borders to let some information out, some of the sightings that seem realistic, some that seem crazy in acclimate or habituate the populace to the possibility that they're out there, that when it comes time to drop the bomb that, hey, these are real, panic doesn't take place. 
this is just a theory. I have nothing, nothing hard to back this up other than, than looking at it from a logical perspective. So there, and there is no question in my mind that these things are taking place. Ryan, I did not look into, and you had to bring to my attention, I don't know what I was doing on the Mexican government. Why else would they parade around a baby E.T.? I, I know. Would you like to hear why? Yes, please. See, I think Hunter Biden was on the board of the Mexican government, and they just don't want it to be found out. And so they're now using aliens to distract. Distra- it's a dang good distraction. <laughs> would, would you not think that they would, if, if this is fabricated, I, and I have not dug into it. There's, there's a you have, I've watched more on this stupid shit than you have for some reason. <laughs> I don't even know why. So because me. everybody's mad at you. Everybody's mad at you because you're not covering it. So they're blowing me up. And I'm like, I don't care. But here's my I thing. I will like, research it before next week. I promise. I I, I don't know. I, those things look like it an E.T. doll. It looks but like the thing, the shit last night when and on these two things. Okay. They put those things all over TV. And now they're telling us that one of them was pregnant and had eggs inside of it, okay? How can they tell me that they can discern that pile of sand that they had on TV had eggs in it that were pregnant? I, I, I don't believe that, no. I, I do not know, but there, there sure are opinions on both sides that are very strong and very committed is what... what well, there's this one dude that's a USFologist, and I don't even know what that is or how you get that title. And he swears up and down that those are authentic. And he Does sounded seem like a nut job. He seems a little crazy, but he sounded, I mean, he gave a whole lot of testimony on how. Now, again, so the, he does could, this not fit the scenario I gave you earlier? I, Let's I, ease the world into it. I don't know. I, I, this is again, Dale, this is like I told you, I, I'm not saying that your theory does not have some merit. I also think that if all the countries in the world can communicate on easing the beings of planet earth and humans into that, there is another form of life out there. Why can't we talk? Why can't we communicate about the shit that it matters, like not having World War Three? I cannot answer this. I don't believe it's all. I'm sure it's a select few, but I'm hoping maybe it's maybe it's a desire that I have that there's something going on that there's actually intelligent people controlling what's going on on, on the world scale that that hopefully saves our ass because those we have in charge right now, there's no hope. I I don't even want to talk. About let's that. let's use an example. Let's let's move on to something else. You 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 like your buddy Schumer says no more dress code on the Senate floor. Basically says you do you can wear anything you want if you're they're all on gonna the Senate floor. and I'm glad that you brought this up because I want to read something and it could not be more well written correct. It, it was just about this and Dan Crenshaw is from texas and he is a i i think he's a congressman not a senator actually but uh this is what he tweeted out or xed out or whatever you want to call it now the u.s senate lowering its dress code standard to appease the lowest common denominator is emblematic of a far greater problem spreading through society rules matter standards matter 
There's what set uh, separate the civilized from the uncivilized, and they're what lay the foundation for constant human improvement and progress. Tell people that the standards don't matter and they'll stop trying because their efforts no longer make a difference. If everything stops trying, stops caring, then civilization becomes uncivilized. So no, it's not a hyperbole to suggest that John Fetterman is the emblematic of the downfall of society. That is amazing. I love it. Mm -hmm. So well put and so accurate. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, beautifully written. And and he's he's right. I mean, and this... Why? But why would Schumer do this for this one person? I I, I, I just no don't idea. even understand it. And I, 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 and yet yet the staffers have to adhere to the dress code, right? And and the whole thing is like you can bring this into anything. Like you can bring this into livestock shows forever. You're going to oh well forever. Well, no, I'm just saying forever and always. It, there was this saying that you had to wear these god awful khaki pants and a tie and whatever and all this other stuff to judge shows. I don't wear a tie. I wear jeans. But I promise you, I spend more time worrying about what I wear and more money on the outfits I judge in. And I still think that I look very nice. So because I don't do what the norm is makes me the downfall of whatever. But like, I still dress the part, go out there, try to look nice and professional, all this other stuff. You're still neat, clean. Right. And so, but this is dumb. Like, if if they want to, like, not have to be in a full suit, I, I, I don't think there's a problem with that. But you can't just let them wear any, like, that crazy lady from Alaska says she's going to go down there in a bikini. And I hope she does. I mean... Again, point well taken. It, it, it's just like put on respectable, nice clothes. You are elected by the people to govern and do your job. Maybe, I, I maybe don't. Miss South Dakota needs to run for Senate so she can go in a bikini. You would like that the most, <laughs> but um, oh, I somebody's going to have to do it to get their attention to get it back to where it needs to. be. Well, it doesn't need to be that lady from Alaska. She does not need to go down there. In a so did they? Did they have to vote on this? No, I think he just did it. So if if the Republicans take back control, they can just do it. Change. It. I guess I don't know, but like I, I did not. I don't think because there are Democrats pushing back against this too. I mean, yeah, so I don't know how he has the executive power to do it, but I don't understand their bylaws. I have not looked into it at all, but I find it, I find it ridiculous. And again, I, I taught for many years and I fought the jacket and tie thing pretty hard teaching. And, and just as Ryan made the comment, I'm still going to put starch jeans on a button down shirt. I'm still going to look very professional, very presentable, maybe a little more casual than some, but I, I think there is a situation going on here in the Senate that I I don't, I don't think it's going in the right direction. And again, I I would not oppose to taking the tie off, put a jacket and and a, and a button down shirt on and have at it again. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I don't think you have to be in a three piece suit or anything else, but go out there, look professional. But for him to do this because Fetterman wants to wear a hoodie and gym shorts is beyond ridiculous. And it, there, there is no other rationalization for this. This was never a thing until this man got elected. 
And he's been standing in all these pictures at news conferences with all these people in suits, and he's in this athletic nonsense. And also, what I don't understand, it's not like he's a celebrity. It's not like people like him. He's one of the, has one of the lowest approval ratings of any senator in the country. So why are we doing this for him? I agree completely. And I did notice that he was putting words together better than he was a few months ago. I will, I, I will say, I will say that I will agree with that, but that it was, it was limited. What I, what I saw. Okay. I have another one that you're going to be happy to tune in on and we got to keep moving. So we don't, don't go way over what logic and how, how crazy. And I don't think people realize just the impact this is going to have, but when we, when we accommodate, we, as the U S government, as in the white house, Six billion dollars to be released to Iran. How far is this going to go in terms of sponsorship of terror and their development of nuclear weapons? It's going to take care of everything they want to take care of. I don't care what stipulations they say they put on it. They're going to use it for there what they are want no and stipulations. Free up money to do so. In theory, they're supposed to use it for humanitarian. No, the, did, we talked about this last week. I swear, or I talked to you about it. The man went on TV and said he was going to use the money for whatever yes, way he wanted correct. to. And that, that is exactly how it's going to happen. You, the white house can say whatever they want. It's what? Crap. Yeah. The white house. What okay. Give us our money back. They're not yeah, going no. to six billion that guys listeners. We're not talking 6 million, $6 billion. Iran, Iran funds, terrorist uh, fund funds, Al Qaeda developing nuclear weapons. This is going to come back and bite us in the ass directly. So, we will all find out that this was not a good idea. I don't know when it's going to happen. And there is no logical reason you can justify doing this. And I, I cannot understand why the White House would approve this. And what I, I believe John Kirby, defense secretary, in a press conference, makes a statement when he opens it up that they're getting five hostages released from Iran, basically, and don't have to give them anything. Reporters got him and said, well, what about the $6 billion being released from Korea that that has been sanctioned. What about the five prisoners that we're giving? Oh, well, yeah, we are doing that, but that's that's really nothing. There's something going on here that I, I don't understand, Ryan. And, and $6 billion going to Iran is maybe the, the single worst thing that we've had happen since Biden took over as president. And, and, and there's a lot of terrible things, but I, I think this is maybe getting less attention. And I think long-term, we're going to feel this and it, it's going to be really bad. I mean, I, I think, do I think this is the worst thing that's happened? There's, I don't know. Do I think it's possibly the most dangerous thing? Yes. yes. That's what I should say. And then not, maybe not immediate, not no. immediate, but, but I, I six think months could, from now, I think it could possibly now, be the most dangerous thing he's ever done. But how can I, you justify doing that? What would I, possess them to do that? I, I, you would have to be able to rationalize why they've done the stuff with China, why they've done the stuff with the Ukraine. Finally, people in this country are waking up and agreeing with me on this Ukraine bullshit. I, I mean, this is stupid, dumb. He completely, or not him, this administration, because again, completely ignores anything that is good for America and its citizens and only cares about making deals with foreign countries 
that do not benefit or behoove us at all. And this our whole war... Our adversaries, yes, primarily. Yes, I'm saying China. What, Ukraine is not our ally either, jackass. I'm just telling you right now. They're not. They, they were in bed with Hunter before being in bed with Hunter was cool, if you don't remember. Uh, I recall. <laughs> the, I recall how corrupt that government was. And again, I, I th- it was on Gutfeld last night or something that I was watching. The, the Ukrainian boy who can't talk about a dress code, he can't wear anything other than like army pants and a pullover t-shirt. He gave some speech to the UN or something. And he said that, you know, he won't start with Ukraine. He's going to go here and here and here and all this other stuff. Okay, that's fine. Like, and, that, and, I'm I, not, and I appreciate he's pleading his case. I get it. Okay, so let, let's say he does. If that if that's the course of action and all this other, because his final hurrah is he will never stop until he reaches the United States or something and whatever. Okay, look, my thing is none of these other countries right around Ukraine are putting up some money to keep Putin out if that's truly what's happening. Shouldn't they be more scared than us? I I thought I heard Nikki Haley state this, and I have not researched myself, but there maybe it wasn't Nikki Haley. I don't know which one, who it was. But they have given a higher percentage of their gross domestic product than what the U.S. has. Some, but not the ones right around there. there she, you know, she did state that there are some countries that have given a higher GDP than we have, but we're talking about the ones that, if you listen to Ukrainian boy theory, the ones that would be next in this reign of terror on Putin, they're not pitching in. So obviously, <laughs> I, they're I not real it. scared. I've, I've traveled that part of the world a little bit. And I don't really have a desire to go back except for Switzerland. And let's hope they stay out of it so we can continue to enjoy their scenery and, and those kind of things. Other than that, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. So with with that said... I, I don't know. I, I pose the question to you, Ryan, with, with this coming into it, everything that, that we've known has gone on since Biden took office. Do you believe it to be ignorance or intentional, the decisions that he's making? It, it is not him making the decision. It is someone Whoever's else. Whoever's making them. Do you believe the, this I, is no, out I think of they're intentional. Or there's a, no, I think so they're the, you, you, you I think they're trying to. It. I think they're trying to ruin America. And I mean, but I don't. When I say. How does I that, think, how does that Okay. Them? Wait, when I say they're trying to ruin America, I don't believe they believe they're ruining America. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't know how they can't see that. Oh, evidently. So you you believe it's intentional with good intentions, if that makes sense. I think they think they're doing what's best for the country, but they are truly ruining the, the whole fabric of America. I mean, I can't believe but, that. But they, there they are think people out the there best. that also don't think we should be a capitalist society. And that we should have completely open borders. Yes. And that, that is who is in charge. Do you know what should be done with those people? Uh, I would tend to agree with you on shooting them. No, we can't say that. Okay. Cannot. I, speaking of that, and, and we're already long. One more thing I want to bring up. I'm watching crime on television, whether it be looting or carjacking or people moving into a damn house that's not theirs and the owner not being able to throw them out. This is the, all these things are craziness. And, and I, I, I can't even believe it's happening in this country. So 
not afraid of the police or being held accountable. It is off the charts. And I'm afraid, Ryan, if it continues for much longer, I don't know how you ever turn it back around. No, and I've stated this, and again, the next presidential election is the breaking point. Like it truly is. We we in, say this every time how it's the most important. No, no, I never said that. You said that. I never said that. Oh. This this is this this well, is. I I, th- I think the last one proved to be critical. Look look where it's taken us. Yeah, but okay, I I am agreeing with you, and I am saying that. But also, I do not believe, nor do you believe, if you actually get to your core thought that Biden and his would be this bad. I, I couldn't imagine any, exactly. because I go back, I go back to the question. I believe he's, he's not coherent and I believe somebody else is obviously making the decisions because I, I don't think he has any idea of what's going on, but you're right. I never dreamed it could go this far. Did I, I want Trump to win? Did I think he needed to for a hundred million thousand reasons? Yes. But I never thought Biden would be this terrible, nor did I believe he was corrupt. And mm, I, 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 I believed the corrupt. I just didn't know the scale. No, nah, I didn't. But yeah, he's been in politics for all his life. There's no way he's not. Um, you and, know, and look I at, mean, look I, at his I, net worth versus his. There's just, it just, it's just blaring. I, I'm not. Almost all politicians have some level of corruptness to them. I am saying, so I'm not saying that I didn't thank you, but I did not think it was near to the level that it is much less him doing all this while he was the vice president of the United States. If anybody would have known he acted this way as vice president, there's no way in hell he would have got elected. None. Agreed. And, and there's no reason we didn't know this other than the media suppressed it. The government organizations have a political bias and, and suppressed it. it we, we should have known all of this. Oh, yeah. And he would not have been elected. You yeah. are correct. And I, I'm fearful. We talked about it before we started recording. I believe you and I are still under the belief that Biden will not be on the ticket. And I'm fearful of anybody that comes in will be a stronger candidate than what Biden would have been. That would be something. Even even Newsom, and we talked about him getting more airtime recently, and, and I think he's a terrible person. I, I disagree with every policy he's ever put into place, but he, I do believe, would still be a stronger candidate than Biden. The only, and we're gone way too long, but on the Newsom thing, think of the number of people that have fled the state of California lately, like in droves. I just don't think he's electable. I think Joe's actually more electable. There was a recall on him in California. I agree. I I I am taking the side that there are many people that believe they are liberals or think that they need to be liberals that pay very little attention. And here's a, as Ryan would put it, a pretty face up there. And, and they haven't personally offended them if they don't live in the state of California. And they're not going to dig into it very deep. And they're going to vote for him. It's It's... It's voting out of stupidity. I probably should give the, the populace more credit, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay. So, BTRJLA. 
top 10 overall hogs. First place, Every Layton from Oregon. Second place, Hunter Stevens from Arizona. Third place, Dallas Headley, Oregon. Fourth place, Holden Salivar, Montana. Fifth place, Zane Downey, Montana. Sixth place, Parker Johnson, Indiana. Seventh place, Carson Ostrander, Oregon. Sorry if I got your last name wrong, Carson. Eighth place, Taylor Eubanks of Idaho. Ninth place, Clara Kowalski of Oregon. And 10th place, Courtney Andrus of Idaho. So, okay, time, time out. Time out. What? You have one person that's not in that Oregon, Idaho, West, Southwest region, Indiana, I believe. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yes, that's accurate. Please, please explain this to me. Explain what to you? Why, why they're all gathered up there? I assume more shows going on there at the moment? No, I don't think there's more shows. I think that. I, it's real simple. And, uh, all, all of those states, they have shows, but they've never had a show program or an association to allow their exhibitors to do this. And so all of those shows have gotten in and on board and sign up and sanction, and all of those kids are hauling. Whereas in other states, like for Example, Indiana, there's lots of different, uh, there's probably more shows, but they have series and all this other stuff. And just quite frankly, a lot of those shows have not sanctioned, so there's not as many opportunities for them. Seems very simple. Then that means that the rest of them maybe need to get in gear. How's that sound? I I I hear that every single day, and as I said, I can't hold a gun to it. Anybody's head and make these shows sanctioned. But you yeah. can, you can do that. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you require all the shows that you judge to be sanctioned? That that should be your new rule. <laughs> I have. So there you I, go. I would guess most of them are. Yeah. And um no, I yeah, it, it would be very bad if they didn't, I promise you for them. <laughs> Again, it's fifty dollars. It's not five thousand. So but um I would like uh for sponsor this week, we'd like to thank Leonard Truck and Trailer. Uh they are the largest uh, sponsor that the BGRJLA has had for the past two years at Leonard Truck and Trailer. They are dedicated to providing the best service, selection, and value. Their efforts are focused on meeting and exceeding their customers' expectations every day because they know that their continued success relies on the ability to satisfy every customer. We are committed to being your one-stop shop trailer source with the largest selection of trailers in the nation. They have on-the-spot financing, a custom vinyl department, in-house warranty department, and comprehensive parts and service department. At Leonard Truck and Trailers, it is apparent to them that they have proven themselves to be the only place that you'll need to go for all your trailer needs. We greatly appreciate Clint Leonard family and Leonard Truck and Trailers for all of their support and sponsorship at the BTRJLA. Thank you. And once again, I cannot thank Showfresh H2O enough for making this podcast possible. Showfresh H2O can be used when traveling or while at shows to neutralize the chlorine in the water. This in turn fosters more water consumption and ultimately more success in the ring. This is simple, low cost, huge returns. Showfresh H2O can be purchased at your local supply store, stock show supply trailer, or at swampfox.com. It is time. 28 minutes into the podcast for the main topic, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Rules, a broken concept. 
Yes. Didn't Dan Crenshaw say something about this? Uh, no, he was talking about society and rules. Yes, he did say something about yeah. rules. He says are. rules matter. Standards need to matter. Mm-hmm. I, I think it applies. Yeah. I mean, so this is my topic, so none of y'all will like it because you only like Dell's topics, and that's fine. But uh, I just have an increasingly and forever-growing issue with the concept of rules. Now, I want to state at the beginning of this, before anybody goes crazy, I do not believe that all rules should be abolished. And when I say I think the only rule at stock show should be at the noon, they start at noon. I, that is facetious and joking. I do think shows should start at noon, especially the ones I judge, because we'll get done in plenty of time. But the problem right now in our industry with rules is there's several, but first and foremost, we have more rules than ever. Would you agree with that, Dale? I would, to my knowledge, as far as recent history, yes. I, I think, period. Okay. We have more rules than ever, and yet it they're doing no good because we have more people cheating and getting away with it than ever. Can I can I qualify my, my answer? No. <laughs> I'm going to anyway. We have more rules than ever, but I, I believe even though we have more rules than ever, they are either not enforceable or not enforced at all. Okay. Where we had fewer That rules. allows to just what I said. So you, your qualifications are bullshit because what I just said is true. We have more rules than ever, and yet we have more cheating yes. and more breaking of the rules than ever. And that, that's, that's fact. I, yes, it, it just is. There's, there's I mean, no way around that. It's just fact. And so that's why I say that right now, rules are a broken concept because they're not doing any. The purpose of rules are the way that I have been brought up to understand the purpose of rules, not just in this sport, but in any facet of life is to make it a more level and fair playing field. So everyone has an equal opportunity to succeed. Do you agree that, with that? Is that? that yes. Re- read that statement one more time because that I is didn't the read basis. It. Of, that's my or, statement. Or stated. I'm sorry. State that is the basis for it. Period. And, right. And, the, and that's what needs to be understood. That rules are put in place so that everyone has an equal and fair opportunity to succeed. That that's the basis. That's the concept of rules. How about so how about we? That that should be the focus. We get to that point. The problem is we're not taking the right path to that point. Right, and that, that's fine. I I have no I have no problem with the basic concept of rules, other than it's broken right now because it's not doing what it needs to do. And I have said, and I have proven, and whatever, it, it does not matter what set of rules you want to put in there. I can play by any set of rules. I mean, it, it just is what it is. But. My point in this whole topic is it's not working right now. And so we need to take steps to make sure that the rules that we have in place are working for the greater good and the concept that it is supposed to accomplish. And there's several different areas in which the breakdown is not allowing that to happen. And First and foremost is 
there are so many rules that you they cannot be enforced. And when you cannot enforce a rule, it does nothing. Nothing. No, it, other than wanna, piss wanna, me off. Okay, I want to want to take that. The the rules when put in place like that, like you say, does nothing. It, it actually does and it's going the opposite direction of the intention, I would assume. Because when rules are not enforced, they're they're put in the book, they're announced over the announcer stand, whatever they're done, there is a portion of the exhibitors that are truly going to follow those rules. And those that follow the rules are put at a disadvantage to those that are willing to break it. And there's nothing done to those breaking the rules by the show officials, even though they're the ones that put them in place. Those exhibitors that are following the rules would be better off if they didn't even exist because they're not going to break them where a percentage of the, of the show exhibitors will break the rules because they know they're not going to be enforced. That creates a very uneven playing field. No, you're right. It actually goes in the opposite direction. Yes. I shouldn't have said it does nothing. It actually makes it more unfair. It penalizes those that follow right. the rules. And, that, and, and there are going to... Ass backwards. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, completely and totally. And I, I think that... And I do not want anyone to say that I'm bashing rules or bashing shows because they can't enforce their rules or all this other stuff. I'm not. I understand it is very, very difficult to do. But also, what Dale is saying and what I am saying is very true. If you can't enforce that rule, then take it out so the people that are going to 100% adhere to the rules aren't penalized and everybody can be on a more even playing field. And there are rules of all kinds that are at the right now that simply cannot be enforced. It is not possible for them to be enforced. That are in place that can be that just aren't. That just aren't. And we'll get to that. But there are some that are not possible to enforce. And so why they think having them in there is helping at all is beyond me. So go down, go down, go down an example of one of those. Okay. So, all right. Let's talk about shows that have fitting rules, okay? Uh, that only a certain group of people or people with a wristband or however they that show interprets it can fit, okay? Guess what? There is not enough manpower at any show other than maybe a small county fair to enforce that rule. There's not, there's not, there's just not. You would have to have, you would have to have a a volunteer or a official at every single animal getting fit in that show, making sure that no one that was not authorized touch it. Tell me that's possible. It's not very realistic. It's not possible. And, Again, there's been other shows that have said, okay, here's the designated fitting area. You have to have a wristband to get into here. That's a little more feasible, but still not without people getting in that shouldn't be and all this other stuff. But that that is a rule right there that is just not possible to enforce. 
And I, I think even even the wristbands and getting I, that I've I've personally witnessed that being broken and causing issues. It just doesn't work either. It just no. doesn't. That's just what I said. It's a little more feasible, but it still doesn't work. But if you wanted to really enforce a fitting rule where only, and however where you want to do it, if it was just an ag teacher, just kids, whatever, all this stuff, you're going to have to have an official at every single animal getting fit at that show for however long, when it starts to when it ends, to truly enforce that rule, and that is not possible. Yes, and I, I want to clarify something. I, I, We send people out all over the country to help families fit to help them at home, at the show, wherever they need help. We do as much of that as we possibly can. So I'm, I think when, when I send Craig out or my daughter, Tara, whoever it is to go help a family, usually in that process, they're educating those exhibitors and helping them learn. And I'm, I'm fairly, fully on board with those things happening. And I think that's a good way to get those exhibitors better, where at some point they can do it completely on their own. That's a great thing. However, I'm not opposed to the the concept of a show, and I want to make sure that everybody understands this. I, I'm not opposed to the the concept that let's have those exhibitors do their own fitting and things like that. I, I get it. I it, again, I don't think all shows need to be that way, but if if your committee or your show wants to be that way, I understand or can appreciate your concept. But as Ryan has stated, I just don't know how I don't know how you can enforce it fairly. I don't mind the concept either, but like I said, I'll, I'll play under any set of rules you want. So I don't mind the concept at all. But again, tell me how in this instance you can make it fair and enforce it for everybody. You cannot. No, this, no, this is going to be, there's going to be somebody that pulls a wristband off of a different exhibitor, puts it on you. You're again, this goes back to those that are following that fitting rule are put at a disadvantage because there's going to be some that do not. And right. they do not either get caught or it's not enforced. And and that that what you just said right there, either not get caught or not get enforced. I'll save that for the second or something. But th- there there is another reason that rules are a broken concept is because when you have these unenforceable rules, only the people that get turned in by somebody. And they go to the superintendent's office and they say, oh, X, Y, and Z is got an illegal fitter on their sheep. And so they go down there and they check it out and they whatever. And that person gets pulled off. Well, when you didn't do that to the 400 other people, the A, B, and C that have an illegal fitter, whatever, that's bullshit. That is why I, I think that you've got to take a real hard and fast look at these rules that are not enforceable and either make the decision that we're going to eliminate this so it's fair for everybody and nobody will have to worry about this rule so nobody can break it or you're going to have to decide, you know what, we think this rule is important, we think it's valid, we think it is vital to our show, so we're going to make sure that we can enforce it fairly to everybody. And I don't care which way you do it, but it's got to happen. And okay, let's just talk about, I mean, I'll just say it. Let's talk about people that use drugs at shows to enhance animals, right? That's illegal, okay? Dale has 
Anybody ever checked your show box at a show? Not that I'm aware. I've never seen anyone go through and check a show box. So unless, if you have all these rules and all these things are not illegal, unless you're going through and checking everybody's single, every person's show box to see if they've got that in there, you're not enforcing that rule. Now, granted, that won't even work either because they find a way to get it in some other way. But do you understand my point that I'm saying? I, I do. And I want to jump in on this one because I, I'm, I'm going to go down a path that I, I believe you will agree with. So when we talk about the, the rules being a broken concept relative to drug testing. Okay. And, and we've well, talked about this a lot. On that, so, but yeah. so, and, and, and yeah, all, all the above, but regarding drug testing, it is a disaster. If you do not test, it is a disaster at many shows that do test. There's no, there is no win situation here for, for a couple reasons. And the only good solution, if you choose to drug test, and I'm, I'm in favor of doing that, if it's done well, if it's not going to be done well, it doesn't need to be done at all. So those shows that are listening, any superintendent out there listening that think they may want to drug test or already drug testing, I, I am not trying to offend some of those shows, but there are very few. There are some, but there are very few that understand the drug testing from the exhibitor side, from the science side, from what can be tested, what cannot be tested, what's environmental, I guess, static that, that shows up in some tests, what zero tolerance really means, all of those things. And we had Matt Clays on long ago to discuss some of these things. So if you are drug testing, I strongly encourage you to reach out to a competent individual to act as a consultant, to look over your, your protocols and give some input and not only on the drug testing, but also the carcass evaluation, because there are so many USDA inspectors out there that just have not been trained to identify some of the things that are happening in the show industry. You need that person that understands it, that that's been in those trenches and, and gets it. And, and the only one that I, and there's, there's several people out there that could do that, but I, I brought up Matt Clay's earlier. I don't even know if he's for hire or allowed to do it with the job that he currently has, but I'm sure he's not opposed to at least visiting with you about things or making a recommendation. Here's where you can go without that consultant that understands it. It can't be done. Well, enough said for me, right? No, I, but, but you're right. And I also think on this topic, I, I think that, if you truly got down to the percentage of exhibitors that knew exactly what was illegal and exactly what wasn't in terms of drug use, because there are some drugs that are allowed to be used. And I think you would be shocked at the number of people that did or did not know things like that. Absolutely. I I think it is very unclear to the large group of population that shows that what exactly is legal, what exactly isn't legal, what is this show testing for? And I've had shows and show managers say, well, we're never going to tell what we test for because then they'll just use everything else. That's not right either. No, because they're th- those that are in the know already figured right. it out. So you, again, you, it's an uneven. You, ha- you should be transparent on what you were going to test for. Because again, if you're not, how do you know that someone is not innocently? I mean, it's just such a dumb thing. And they're they're and they're most of them. A lot of them are using racehorse testing facilities, and they they don't understand what to ask the test for. So they will use 
whatever their standard test is for a racehorse. And, and, and it's, it's an issue. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that can be cross contaminated that the issue comes and, and, and Matt Clays will be the first to tell you this. They're throwing people out for very, very low levels under what they call zero tolerance. And I have zero tolerance for any unethical practice, but when they use zero tolerance in a drug testing situation, there's levels coming back that are, that are so low. It's obviously a cross contamination or what we call environmental static. And it's significantly lower than what is presented by the USDA in terms of what's allowed to pass through the packing plant, what's safe for the, for the industry. So we, there's so much education that needs to be done on that. I'm all, all on board for, for cleaning this industry up, and, and we simply have to. And that's going to take me down to just a little bit of a, of a rabbit hole here. So we, we've got the USDA knowingly, and, and if you're unaware of this, I'm going to announce it right now. They're looking at the show industry, and I promise you that when they look into things and they want to make a statement, they're going to make it pretty large. And, and we are currently on the radar. We have been for a long time. The last time we've been on the radar like this was the 90s, Ryan. And I remember there, there was some jail time for some people here in the Midwest that, that the USDA made examples of. And I'm telling you right now, that cleaned things up pretty well for, for a long time. But I'm afraid there's a lot of a lot of people out there showing right now that are completely unaware of that. Maybe weren't even born then. And it, when it comes down and when it happens, it's it's going to be pretty brutal. And and I wish we could clean ourselves up to avoid that negative publicity when it happens. But I I, I just I, I don't know how to do that. We're obviously you and I discussing it, getting people talk about it. Hopefully makes a difference. But I I just don't know how you you completely clean it up. Uh, and well, I mean, we've said this before on here until the people that are using unethical practices are afraid that their child or those people that they're helping's children are going to be made public spectacles of, then no one's going to change anything. Because even though I do believe shows are throwing some people out. Uh, it's all hush hush. It's all under the board. Nobody knows about it. Nobody is held responsible for it. We the exhibitors don't even know that people are getting thrown out. I mean, clearly the 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 one thing that I think shows are missing more than anything else on trying to keep this fair and above board and force rules. I'm not saying you name a kid because I've been that kid and I don't want anybody to be that kid. Like name somebody by name, but you need to say. Hey, last year at this show, this number of people got thrown out for this, 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 this. The reason they don't want to do it because that reflects badly on their show, they think. Well, what what's worse? All these people increasingly cheating or trying to clean it up and saying, hey, we are throwing people out. This is what they got punished for doing. And this is whatever. And you don't have to name a kid. The fear factor is the only thing that is going to keep people from cheating, period. Agreed completely. And, and I, I'm with you. And the, the good thing is there's a lot of talk. Now we're not, just, we're not just attacking that child and prosecuting that family even, but they they're actually want to go after the third party, those that are actually doing it, even if it's not a family member. And those people in the past, 
they've had no fear. Their name is not directly associated with that exhibitor. They're not part of the family. They're not that exhibitor. So in their mind, they can do whatever. And, and those that have no conscience about putting that child in that position seems crazy, but they do it every day. And, and I don't know how they sleep at night taking that risk of putting a child in, in that position. Yeah, I'm not even. <laughs> yes, they are. They're, 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 I agree with you in some points, but also it's not like they're just doing it most times without the parents or somebody knowing. No, the, no, absolutely. The parents at least are aware, and, and most of the older exhibitors, I would say, are aware. The nine-year-old child, probably not. But we, we've talked about the rules that aren't able to be enforced, but then we have rules that you can enforce, and drug testing is a very simple one. You, t- you say what you're testing for, you send the test off, if that if there's a violation, and I agree with what you're saying on zero tolerance, I think zero tolerance is bullshit in terms of testing. It sounds great. Yeah, it, it sounds it sounds it lovely, but no, we it, have to use some common sense right. and implement it correctly. But all the what whatever your testing are comes back. If there's a violation, then those people get kicked out, and there is a punishment. When you break a rule, there has to be a punishment, or someone is going to continue to break a rule. That is just simple common sense. And until the masses at shows realize that there are punishments, this is happening, it is being enforced, we're never going to make any headway on this. We're never. And, you know, you, you talked about the USDA and the 90s and all that other stuff. And again, there was people that went to jail for all this, all this other stuff, but I don't think that cleaned it up nearly as much as what happened to me, sir. <laughs> I'm just, well, I, I think both had an impact obviously, but it, the problem is it didn't, it, it lasts. I don't know how many years I can say that it put some fear into, into things a while it did, but I, I, yeah, I think it went for many years, but we've, we've gone past it now. We've, oh, we've yeah. gone further. We've, and yeah, no, I, I agree completely. And, and, and it's, it scares people. I don't even think that those that are most of those that are involved in it right now, even think that's a possibility. Oh no, because they'd be, I mean, sued and gotten and all this other stuff and whatever. No. And I don't want a kid to go through that. I don't want a family to go through that, but also there is nothing wrong with saying, you know what, at the, Holly Jolly Classic, we drug tested and six exhibitors got kicked out and this is their punishment. So people know that it's happening and it's real. And so they are afraid to not break the rules uh, because that there's, there's no cleaning it up any other way until, until families and the third parties and whatever are afraid that they are going to either be kicked out. And not only is that animal and that kid going to be kicked out, but also that there is a chance that somebody might figure out who it is. There's, there, there's no fear of getting kicked out because you get kicked out. You have the banner, you have the trophy, you have the picture, all this other stuff. Three months later, you're informed you're kicked out. Nobody knows. And you just keep going, showing to the next one, whatever. 
Yada yada yada. And not not and not to pick on Texas, but that that seems to be standard. Texas protocol. is the worst. The absolute <laughs> now I'm trying worst. not to pick on Texas. I'm trying not to go that direction. I'm just telling you, it is. Yeah, and I'm not going to argue with you. I am not going to argue with you. What about Ryan? What about the some of the rules that are in place that could be enforced, but they choose not to? Why would you not enforce them if you believe that rules? And if you if you're not going to, just take them well, out. Well, that's Don't what I'm saying. That's what I was talking about with the fitting thing or whatever and all this other stuff. And that one's not enforceable, but they're just like the drug test. There, the, those rules can be enforced. There are other rules, especially if they reach out and and get a consultant of some sort. What about no fake leg hair? One person okay. at the ring that's knowledgeable can can enforce that. And again, I'm not saying that they should have a rule for no fake leg hair or shouldn't. I don't I don't care either way. But what I do care is those exhibitors that follow the rules and they say there's no fake leg hair, yet others are adding hair to those legs. And it's going to significantly change the dynamic of that animal. And they're allowed in the ring doing so. All of a sudden, you've taken away that even playing field. And And again, I want to restate. I don't care what the rules are, just like Ryan had mentioned. We can play or our families can play by whatever rules are in place, but it needs to be implemented. If if you're going to put that rule in, have somebody knowledgeable at the ring up there observing, pulling on that leg hair, and and they're either in or out. And if you you find leg hair, we don't say go back and wash it out and come back in. You're out. Put put a little bit of fear into them. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't matter. Leg hair. Cable halters are a big thing, or in cattle shows, the the spike chains, all this other stuff. Whatever your rule is, I I personally despise cable halters. I think they're shit. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you, I just do not, I do not like them. So if they want to ban them everywhere, I'm all for it. But uh, <laughs> but there's no justification, right? There's no justification. Well, no, I mean there there are there are reasons. I mean. Like those wire cable halters, people think PETA will see that and it's cutting in the skull and all this other bullshit. I'm, again, I'm not saying, but th- there are reasons why cable halters have not been allowed to u- be used in cattle in some shows. Or they think there's justified reasons. The spike chains underneath, same thing. They don't want some PETA activist seeing that and we're abusing an animal or whatever. But here, here's my thing. This is just one instance. If, if you're going to say no cable halters, or if you're going to say no spike chains or whatever, okay, there, it takes one person checking every single animal that comes into the ring for that. And do you know that there are shows right now that have these rules that I can't tell you how many times, and now it is just commonplace because of all the photographers in the ring, everybody's kid, everybody gets a picture. I mean, yeah, somebody will screenshot something that well there's a cable halter or there's whatever all this other stuff it's not getting enforced so again take the rule out or have somebody enforce it and we don't care whether you have it in or out i don't care either way yeah i ain't never gonna wear i ain't never gonna use a cable halter because i think they suck but i mean i don't care if other people do i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up another member national western no halter is allowed in the goat show so here's here's a rule that they they implemented and they had somebody at the gate. Not all exhibitors were aware of it. So a little kid's going up there with a halter and all of a sudden they've got to switch out to a chain that the goats never had on in their life and they choke it out in the ring. But you, you talk about using some common sense and they, they don't allow spike chains there either. So some, some goats are going to walk better on a halter than a chain. Some goats are going to walk better on a spike chain than a halter or a normal chain. 
But the bottom line is when you come in there with a non-spike chain only, there are more goats that are getting choked out and dropping to the ground than if, if you were to allow the other, other situations, yep. whether it's a, a small spike chain or a halter or whatever it is. That, that rule is in place, and we haven't even talked about this, and just it's kind of like the Biden administration. There's no logic to it. And fortunately, they've changed that. Thank God that they, they've, they've come around. And again, I, I get it. I don't care what your rules are. Go ahead and enforce them. And, and they were. But in this situation, who's ever in charge of making the rules needs to have a little bit of perspective from the exhibitor standpoint and understand what does or doesn't work and, and can open their mind up to make some of those decisions. No. And I, I just got two more points on this. And again, the first one you will probably get offended by, but there are rules that have been in a county fairs rule book, a major shows rule book, whatever, since 1920 that don't even matter anymore. It, it, it just doesn't happen. Unless it's convenient to pull out to prosecute an individual family for I mean, a reason other than that. That are not valid. So again, why I think that I think that every show every year should up I mean, and when I mean I know they update their rule book, but they should take a hard, fast look and you know, there are rules that don't even exist that exist for situations that don't even aren't even there anymore. It's so dumb. Uh I, I think that they should Really update and edit, I guess, is the best word. Edit every single year. And I'm going to talk about the the thing that I brought up earlier, that what pisses me off the most and what you just alluded to is, okay, so here we are. Here's these rules. Well, we're going to kick this one family out because they got protested by somebody, but 30 other people are doing the same thing. That is such bullshit. I mean, it is literally such bullshit. Because again, if you're going to kick one family out for fitting a cable halter or whatever you want to do, then you got to kick everybody else out. Not because one person got a burr under their saddle because somebody is afraid that they're going to beat them or some other bullshit, and that one person gets kicked out. And my biggest complaint, and we talked about that, but my biggest complaint about rules and why I think they are a broken concept. And Dale will disagree with me on this. Probably the large majority of rules that are in a rule book are because somebody won and somebody got pissed off. And that, that is the largest amount of bullshit in the world. Nobody broke a rule. Then when that person won, so they made a rule. (laughs) It applies more to the county county shows than the national. I don't care what it show it applies to. It's bullshit. <laughs> I agree with that one, actually. So I'm I'm not opposed, and, and I don't want this, this episode to come across wrong. I'm not opposed, and I'm going to speak for Ryan as well. We are not opposed to a show committee deciding on what the dynamic of their show needs to be in terms of they would like it and, and to be held in this manner. That's fine. But just as Ryan has stated so eloquently, you have to use some common sense, implement that, make sure that there's exhibitor input or somebody that's been on that side of it that understands the logical side of it, what can or can't be done without causing issues. And again, please do not put them in if you're not going to enforce them. Do not put a rule in if it cannot be enforced. 
So if you just use those simple guidelines, have at it, do whatever you want and make it. I, I think it's great for shows to be different and, and you can pick and choose what shows you do or do not want to go to according to maybe some of the, the rules that are there. But you have to make sure that those rules are actually being implemented and can physically be implemented. No, I, I'm not trying to tell any show what rules to have or not have. And I think that is up to the show to decide because they should be able to set the agenda for how they want their show to be governed and to be run and what needs to be happened there. But, and I'll say again, and I'll be done with this topic, is if the rule cannot be enforced, to every single exhibitor there, then it has no business being a rule. If the because just like we stated, that makes it more unfair for the families that are going to play by the rules and the ones that aren't, because they know that rule's not going to be enforced. And that's not the concept of rules. Concept of rules is to make it fair for everybody so we all have an equal opportunity to succeed. If you're going to have a rule. Enforce it and make sure that once you enforce that rule, that the appropriate punishment happens. It's it's like Dale said earlier. If somebody comes up there with fake legs and fake legs aren't allowed, then don't let them go back to the wash rack and take it out and redo it. They're out. Uh, I mean, I it, simple common sense. Same thing on anything else. You have to be transparent about what your rules are, what the punishment is, and then enforce those rules and then make sure that those punishments are known. Because the only way that the concept of rules is not a broken concept is by what we're saying. Having, make sure the rules are enforced, make sure they actually are making it a more player and fair and even playing field for everyone involved and then when somebody does break the rule they are held accountable and people know that when you go to that certain show the rules are going to be enforced there is going to be punishment and by god we are going to adhere to it and you don't ever have to use a kid's name but you can let them know in other ways that we are serious about this and this is what's going to happen. That's the only way this is going to work. Excellent. It's simple. I, I think most of the time the goal is to make an even playing field, but you have to put some thought into it because you're doing the opposite by implement, by by writing some of the rules without thinking about it or figuring out a way they can or cannot be enforced. I like this episode, Ryan. This is good. Good main topic. Nice. Are you ready? Oh, we have question and answer. And <clears throat> by the way, and this is like old school question and answer. Oh. This is gonna. This one's gonna. This one's gonna be a little more challenging for you. More challenging. Well, we had a and I gotten off easy for a month or so. <clears throat> I don't think Dale saw it, but we had a listener chime in and uh, basically bashed me. Uh, said that I bitched and moaned about question and answer. Huh? 
I missed it. Yeah, you, you you didn't bring it up, so I'm saying very said that dis- all very I, disappointed. I didn't see. Said that. that all I did was bitch and moan about question and answer until we got a sponsor for it, and now I just can't wait for it. Uh, sir, whoever you were, there was a method to my madness. Okay, I needed a sponsor for BTRJLA and question and answer. So there you go. <laughs> I love hate mail. Uh, anyhow, we would greatly appreciate. The fact that Basic Animal Health is proud to present the question and answer portion of the Beyond the Rain podcast. Currently, Basic Animal Health has three products, Get Health, Show Focus, and Trailer Ride. And if you will go to www.basicanimalhealth.com and when you purchase those products, if you'll use the code BTRJLA at checkout, we will receive a portion of the proceeds from your purchases to go towards the BTRJLA Awards. So thank you, Basic Animal Health, for being the sponsor. And yes, I'm very happy for them to be here and to answer your questions, Dale. Starting off with a question that may become an episode topic, but we'll throw it in question and answer as that is how it was presented. This person did not say do not use her name. I'm going to keep it anonymous in order to not single out a specific show. That means you like this person. No, no, it's not about the person. I don't yeah, I don't mind the the person being uh, they they don't appear to mind, but I'm afraid what it does is it it would if you give the person's name, it would elude to what show we're talking about. Wanna, I'm just giving that. you hell. Okay, let's go with this. And and I don't know that it's worded Perfect, but I'm going to read it as is, and I think it, I think it gets the point across. And it is sad that that this is a. I do like this question because it's it's true, and not a lot of people just want to speak up and say it. How do we as breeders? And I think you could change the word breeders, but make sure that the show officials at the state and national level select judges that are qualified to sort, and also not directly involved in placing the animal that wins that specific show that they are hired to judge. <laughs> Ryan, you want me to, before you start, the sad thing is there's going to be listeners out there. And, and thankfully we have a lot of listeners. This is going to apply to a lot of, a lot of the shows, unfortunately, not just one. Oh yeah. And that is that, more than I, I, when I, maybe I was naive, but if I go back 10, 15, 20 years ago, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but by God, it was a rarity. And when it did happen, those people pretty much got hung for it. Can you agree with that? Oh, I, I, I don't. Uh, okay. So I'm going to, yeah. Was it a rarity? No. If it all came out, did they get hung? Yes. But I don't think it was nearly as much of a rarity as what you think it was. I just think people. Maybe not as blatant. I, okay. Blatant, but. Also, think about 10, 15 years ago, there was no social media. There was no, there was no, it wasn't as blatant, you're right, because there was not as many ways for it to be blatant or to be caught. Very true. No, that is a great point. So it may have been there, we just weren't as aware. Right. Because again, now with every form of social media and all this other stuff, there's more ways to catch it and to connect the dots. If you are willing and want to connect the dots. The problem is most people that are picking judges don't have the time or the want to to connect the dots. And so that's why this happens. And uh, 
I think it's a great question. I think it is something that happens at more shows than more people want to acknowledge or admit. It's happened several times here in the past couple months, and that's just the truth. His question or her question is, how do we let these people know? And it's it's the same thing that I've said time and time and time and time and time and time again. When that situation happens, or beforehand, if someone is announced as a judge and you have reservations, you have to make them known. And the the reason people don't ever want to bring this up before, during, or after when a show is happening, even when the person has used an animal that they sold or, you know, whatever to win a show, the reason nobody wants to bring it up is because then they're afraid they're going to get labeled as a troublemaker or, or a complainer or all this other stuff. But until more and more people go up and say, hey, you know what? XYZ judged your ABC show and used this kid and he or she sold that animal. It, it's not going to change. And, and you've got to have proof. And th- there is easy way to prove it. I mean... And I don't know if I know what instance this person is talking about, but I think I do. And it's very easily proven. But you got to speak up and you got to speak up louder. And it's got to be more people that speak up. It can't. And that's the only way. Because then again, I am going to give Arizona National a little shout out or whatever. We did an episode or several episodes, anyway, they are very conscientious about who they use to judge. And they want to make sure that the people that they are using are in it for the right reasons, treat the kids well, all this other stuff. And so they they reach out to several people. I am one of those people. And ask things about different judges. But not every show is going to do that. And until more and more people let these shows know this person is using an animal they sold, they brokered, they whatever. Here is the proof to it. That person's going to continue to get to judge. It just, it just is. No, but you, you made a great point. It's very simple. If those show managers, and, and I don't expect the show managers, they, they may not currently be in the trenches, obviously, or maybe never were. It doesn't matter. They could be very good at their job on everything else. But if they simply reach out, and not just to one, but reach out to several people that are actively involved in that industry and get a cross-section to agree that, yeah, that one's probably going to do an honest job. It's not hard. Those that are that are showing on a regular basis at the national level, they have a pretty good idea on, on which judges are going to pull shit like that and which ones aren't. Well, reach out to people. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't, the responsibility is all on the show manager or who picks that judge. But again, normally that is the show manager. And we fail to realize, or and I will bring up, that show manager has a thousand different responsibilities. Picking the judge is just one of them. But to us who show and who exhibit, we think that's probably the most important decision that person makes. As in the business of running a show and being a show manager, while it is a very important decision, 
they make decisions all year long that are just as equally as important. And so I think we forget that part. Absolutely. We, we focus on what directly impacts us. Right. And that is a huge impact. Yeah. Huge. But until y'all speak up and like sending this question in, here's real great. And we're talking about it. But until you, he or she, go to that show's management and say, look, this is what happened right here, right now. That person's going to judge again. Nope, that that's and it's happening. And 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 sometimes you walk away and you cuss your your buddies and your friends about it, but nobody approaches a superintendent. So how is that person even? They, they're they're a lot of times are totally unaware. Mm-hmm. So make that phone call. Be professional. Be polite about it. Don't jump down their throat as if they intentionally hired that person knowing this because they probably didn't. Ninety nine percent of the show managers are going to try to hire a person that they believe is well respected by the exhibitors and will come in and do an honest job and work with the kids. They don't, they don't, there's no, there's no incentive for them not to hire a good person. We have to, to, to voice our opinion so they can better do their job and show manners. Again, reach out, not just to one person, reach out to several. And, and I can assure you that's, that's going to benefit. I'm not saying that here's one breeder you reach out to and they're going to guide you to exactly where they want to be. No, reach out to several and, and just, just get a consensus of, What's going on in the industry? It doesn't take long, and I promise it, it impacts those exhibitors so deeply that that you have to do the best you can. Nice question. Appreciate it. We could go on forever on it. Ryan, the next one did not come in as a beyond the ring question. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it was actually texted to me. Oh, even um, better. I was, I, I was running a little low on time today. With that said, I... I pulled this one right in. It actually came in this morning and I was going to make this announcement anyway, either, either social media, but I, um, how do I put it, Ryan? I, I have been reprimanded by social media and the Hummel livestock account. And I'm not <laughs> sure why. I believe I put a quote up from Ronald Reagan on nine 11, that freedom is not free. I cannot imagine that offended our, our Facebook people, but it apparently did. So I am not I am not completely taken off of Facebook on, on our Hummel Livestock page, but they've restricted me to letting it out to less than 10% of the people that they used to let it out to. So I was going to put it up there, what, but I don't, I don't know. What is your obsession with people named Ron? Ronnie D, Ronald Reagan. Like you, This is, this is the root of all your back, problems. Back on, back on topic. <laughs> okay, so I had a, so we, we every year, um, FFA chapters contact me about stopping here to visit and, and tour the exotic cat operation, talk about the goats, go through the, the show barn, the cattle, maybe look at a kangaroo or a rhea or maybe a dog um, of some nature. But we, we give tours and we've been doing this for years. We've never officially posted that, hey, we're doing that. I, I did this year and it's been overwhelming. I think we're in excess of a thousand FFA members coming through this year on the way to national convention. Ryan generously um, said that he would actually come this year, at least on October 31st, to meet with these these FFA members, sign autographs, selfies, whatever you want to do with Mr. Ryan Rash. He will be here. And that was the announcement that I'm going to make. The question came in, I heard a rumor that Ryan Rash would be at Hummel Livestock on October 31st to greet the many FFA chapters that will be stopping by to tour the operation. Ryan, I want to get verification because I've had a couple of teachers. They just didn't believe it. I will be there. 
<laughs> okay, that it is official. And if you do not show up now, these ag teachers are going to be very angry. Very uh, do you know how many angry ag teachers I've had at me over the years judging? <laughs> that is not going to phase me. But okay. I said, I will go. I will participate. I will be there. I'm... I, I, I will be there the majority of the day. I have told you. You will be here. We, we start at 8 in the morning, and it does not end until about 7 at night. And I have told you I will be there the majority of the day. Halloween is a big all, thing all for me. All. <clears throat> that I ha- will have to leave at some point for that, but it will not be. I'll at least be there till the last group arrives. Autograph, selfies, you're willing. I don't know if I'm staying till the very end, but I will be there till the last group arrives. There you go. So it it is, it it will be a little chilly here at that time of year, usually. I have lots of coats. I thought about renting like a uh, dunk tank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they can pay to throw that ball to dunk you into the cold water. No, we're not doing that. No, I did not. That would would be so good, though. We're not doing that, but next. So, so good. Next question comes from Joe. I just purchased several Wagyu cows to start my freezer beef business. And I was wondering if there was anywhere I could show Wagyu. I would like to incorporate show success into my marketing strategy. I, I don't have a lot. For Denver. Help, or no I national Western. Denver. No, they have one. They, they're yeah. definitely there. Yeah, they definitely have one. That, that to my, and I'm sure there's probably an, if they have one there, there's an association and I would, encourage you to contact the Wagyu Association and they could probably tell you. That's the I'm only, right. I wasn't 100% sure it was a Denver, but I No, no, that's that's the only one that I am aware of, but I do know they have one in Denver. Have you judged any Wagyu shows? No. I, I strongly encourage the Wagyu Association. If you are listening, I, I, I think Ryan would be good. Uh-huh. He's all about meat quality, carcass. <laughs> You're just lying to these people. I'm just <laughs> lying to them. Okay, well, Joe, hopefully that helps. I think, I, Joe, I think you got a great idea there. I think that obviously the Wagyu beef is, is very popular and, and you can you can generate a lot of dollars from a single carcass. And if you could separate yourself out by saying, hey, this one won the national show, I, I think that probably sells. With that said, Ryan, this was one of my favorite episodes. So you know this is going to get zero listens. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And it was my topic too, which is a, it's even more I love it. that it will give zero listens. Thank you very much. Until next week, be safe. Y'all come back now, you hear?